I guess this makes episode four of the Bench Racing Network podcast. It is Sunday, April 14th, and I'm here in the garage with a good friend of mine, Nick Bragg, um, who I've known for, I guess what, eight years now? Seven, eight years? Yeah. Because yeah. we, we you graduated 2013 also. Yeah, yeah. And we met, uh, was it the Dragon Trip? So the, the memory I have of us first meeting was in the so at western carolina was was um at remember the the gas station where the waffle house was yeah or maybe not oh, the waffle huddle house, house. huddle yeah. house it yeah. was color wings yeah. when uh, daniel worked there yeah <laughs> yeah so i remember like pulling in there i had an 87 gti 16 valve right and at that time i had mega squirted it um or maybe yeah i did i think at that time and i pulled in and you like ran over to me and you were like hey 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 cool car <laughs> cool car because <laughs> you were you were in the two the white uh, 240 yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and uh and you gave me your card i remember you gave me a card and it was like was it a car club card? It or? was. So, yeah, I'd actually been at Western for, uh, that, I think that was senior year. Okay. Um, or maybe it was second semester junior year. I don't remember. Um, but I've been at Western a while and hadn't really, I mean, there was like the, you know, the group of people from your dorm or whatever, but I didn't have any like real friends. And I, I need saw, a friend. I yeah, need a yeah, friend. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I saw all these, uh, you know, cool cars running around campus, but I didn't know who they were. Uh-huh. And so I made a, made a little business card for like a dragon trip. And I just went around campus and put these cards on, you know, different cool cars. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, some Saturday we were going to meet in the parking lot and go up. And I figured... Go um, up what? Like... To, uh... to tell the dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And I sort of figured we might have, you know, five or six people show up or whatever. And so I was running around putting, you know, dozens and dozens of these cards out. Uh-huh. I met Marshall actually sort of the same way. Um, him and Nick were in uh, the GTO. Uh-huh. And, you know... God, what's the name of the theater building? can't remember if you're going past the library like the library is on your right and you go yep. to the stop light or stop yep. yeah stop and you can light. go right down the hill yeah i was stopped there and this gto pulls up behind me and i hear the <laughs> idle and then i hear the turbo you know the oh, turbo shit. whistle and I, so yeah. he had turboed it at that yeah time. yeah yeah okay. yeah um and so i threw the hazards on and jumped out and like gave them you know both the the cards <laughs> to to go meet and yeah and that was that was marshall and nick they were both in the, the thing together that's so cool so but yeah I'd, i kind of forgot about that and then um yeah, we did that trip, and you actually drove. We got out there, and you drove my two forty, I think, on the on the dragon, right? Yeah, was it, was that the day it was raining? The yeah, first time, okay. it was pouring down Dude, rain. Boston, Boston scared the shit out of me. Yeah, in his, in his uh, WRX. Yeah, at that time, and then uh, yeah, that was a really that was a really fun trip. I mean, we I still have photos from that trip. Yeah, too. I made a little video and put it up on. It's still <laughs> out there on YouTube of the, of the group on the trip. But yeah, I think Bailey was riding with the car or riding in the car with me. And I think we had gone to the far side and we kind of switched cars because she told me, she's like, I woke up and like Nick Bragg is driving your car. (laughs) (laughs) And I I guess I was maybe driving the GTI or maybe I was, I don't remember. I I don't remember, but I do remember uh, seeing like that thing, you would toss that thing around and there was so much body roll. (laughs) And I remember, I remember like on so many of the corner exits, you were, you were sideways, but um yeah dude you you threw that thing around (laughs) (laughs) that was uh such i mean i kind of wish i I, when i turboed that car i put zero effort at all into like the suspension or brakes or Uh anything i mean it was just like cut springs and i didn't have the money to buy new inserts it was just the factory strut inserts that were on there at the time but it was one of those things where I don't know. You drive something shitty for a while and you get used to it and then you learn it and then it, it doesn't really like surprise you, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, that was the very, very first iteration of that car. Um, and then, yeah. And then it kind of became you and me and Nick and Marshall and Boston. And I guess that was kind of Tony. 
Um, I was never really close to Tony. I mean, like, I mean, I Nick, wasn't either. He was yeah. he was a roommate. Um, what, but, was he the Domino's guy? Domino's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I I just never really hung out with him because I think he was always working when yeah, I was around was, or he something. Was busy. I think he was the only one out of the group that didn't like go to school either. So he was on a different schedule and everything uh-huh. to to begin with. Um, but yeah, God, that was, that was like seven years ago, man. Back in college, <laughs> back in my day. Yeah. Back in the day, yeah. So, uh, um, I guess we, did you intend to like stay around here when you graduated? Or was uh, this kind of like accidental? I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. I mean, I knew that when I graduated college, I did not want to pursue the standard engineering path. Like, right. so I studied engineering. I got out within four years, which was really cool. But then after that. I uh I didn't know I wanted what I wanted to do. I was like I don't want to be at a desk job. Right. Was my main thing. So I was looking into like maybe I can go in some kind of like technician position in some kind of rally stuff mm-hmm. or um like some kind of motorsport or engineering sales. I didn't know what it was, but uh in college my junior year I had applied to uh be a uh intern at Borg Warner Turbos. Mm-hmm. And they were they didn't have space, you know. And so then by the time when I like this was in shit april april of 2013 right before mm-hmm. i graduated i was i remember i was in the machining lab and uh this uh hr guy from borg warner called and they're like hey like do you want to be an intern and i was like well i'm graduating is it paid and they're like yep it's paid so i was like hell yeah sign me up so <laughs> so i started there uh sometime in the summer of 2013 and then um i eventually got hired on cool. and so no like i never intended to stay in this area but once I once I started living here, I was like, man, this is everything I want. Like, yeah. there are great driving roads. There's awesome mountain biking, great mountain bike racing. Um, I mean, there's like mountains. Like, it's just everything I really wanted, yeah. you know. And, and I was like, man, I don't know what else. I don't know where the grass is greener. Right. You know, like I've traveled around and stuff, but I always like when if, if I'm driving from you know the south, like in pennsylvania or georgia sorry florida or like georgia driving up and i I hit the mountains i'm like man this is home right i'm sure you have that same feeling or like or like if i'm out like traveling somewhere for a race and i'm like man this place is cool but it doesn't have everything i want you know right so yeah yeah i'm sort of the same way we'd been at western maybe like a week and i just had this sort of like epiphany that i don't I don't belong anywhere else. I don't want to be anywhere else. I want to be in the mountains. Yeah. Um, and for me, after I sort of did a similar thing with the internship and the job and all that. Um, but yeah, the objective for me was always to, to stay here. I, I can't imagine being anywhere else. Yeah. Whenever I'm out somewhere that doesn't have mountains, I mean, I feel bad for people. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm like, man, I'm glad you guys yeah. stay here so I can have my mountains. But yeah. like I grew up in Vermont and it's a very, very similar kind of, you know, mountains um, mm-hmm. as to that legend. But uh yeah i i just need mountains yeah i don't know what it is little little green fuzzy rolling hills is what what i like yeah yeah so we um we've known each other a while and been through a bunch of cars together or i guess not really together but at at the same time because you had you actually just sold a few months ago uh the gti right yeah yeah uh i i (laughs) i should say yes i want to say yes but i'm it's almost just kind of sigh of relief that someone else has it who's passionate about it yeah so, I mean, I had that car when I, I got it when I was uh, 16. I just turned 16. 16 and three months or no, two months because it was a month before I got my license. I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, was like, it, it was stock at that time. It was much, completely right? stock. I should have left it. Uh, and so, <laughs> I, mean, I broke it. I modified it until I broke it and then repeated mm-hmm. the process. But so quick little side note. So um, 
I my dad and I were cruising. Well, I wanted a WRX from all the rally stuff I'd seen, right? So we looked into that. Insurance was way too high on those. So then uh, everyone was like, hey, you should get a Mark II GTI, you know, like a little Golf Mark mm-hmm. One, Mark II. And I started looking at that. I was like, oh, cool. I could, those are my price range. Um, and so my dad and I went cruising around used car lots, and we found one, and I fell in love with it. I took it home. Yeah. Before it was even mine, we were just test driving. It took it home for the night, and I washed it. Like, you know, right, did everything. Right. I was like, I fell in love with it. I was like, yeah. this is the only one in the world for me. And uh, we brought it back the next day, told my dad I had to have it, and he was like, okay, cool. Like, we'll look at it, you know, mm-hmm. think about it. And then um, a few days later, he was like, came into my room. He's like, Nick, I'm sorry, but but the, the car sold and i was like oh, no! no i was crushed i was crushed that was like on a wednesday or something and my dad like on a saturday was like nick you know let, let's just go to the, the car lot let's mm-hmm. just go back there and look and see what's out there and i was like no the car's not there like there's only what i wanted yeah and he was like all right let's go anyway i was like all right so we, we go we look at it and then uh we walk around the back of the building and he's like he's like nick you remember this day for the rest of your life and he takes the key out of his like out of his uh, jeans and he hands it to me he was like this is the car and I look and there, behind him is the GTI and I'm oh, like oh my god you know so anyway long story short my dad uh, bought that car for me and actually I paid him half of it but and then yeah I proceeded to like set the car on fire I mean like you know do the most stupid electrical <laughs> right. stuff with wire nuts I mean that's where I learned th- what not to do right yeah um and then so yeah i'd had that car for a long time but but i put like four transmissions in it three engines oh i didn't realize there was that many transmissions that's (laughs) well i guess it was i guess it was four um so i yeah i don't know there was always a more desirable transmission to have different ratios and then oh okay i thought you meant you were like breaking stuff no i wasn't that stupid um well it doesn't have that much power i was that stupid but i didn't have that much power (laughs) Uh, so anyway, yeah. So I sold that to Andrew Hagler, who went to Western with us. Oh, he has. Yeah, it. he has oh, it. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that's who got it. Yep. Yeah. So I, oh, I had shit. to sell it to a friend. Yeah. You know, because I was like, this need, and he's also passionate about it too. Like, so that makes me really happy. We went to you know Southern Worthersea, that Volkswagen show, yeah. a lot, of, a lot of the shows, um, with that car, and so he gets it. Cool. So yeah, I sold it to him, and it was it was hard to see it go because like that was an extension of myself. Right. You know, it's like when you put that much time and money and heart into something like. It shows like, yeah, I mean, people associated that with me. And then mm-hmm. so I had so many friends that when I said I was selling it like via Instagram and Facebook and whatever, they're like, no, you can't do that. Like, <laughs> like I remember my friend Faith, she was like, I told when you picked me up from from high school, my I told all my friends I got to ride in Nick's red car. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, like just memories like that, you know, yeah. but whatever, the memories are there. So, yeah, it's all good. That's living on. Maybe but, I should take that approach to the 79 because I don't know. You know, it's it's been in the basement for five years now with no motor in it, and I can't really. I mean, I know what I want to do, but then I'd sort of lack the motivation to do it. Yeah, maybe I should just pass it on to somebody else in Turbo Bricks that actually still gives a shit and would enjoy it. <laughs> free up I mean, the space and get I'm, seven more bikes. I mean, do you see do you see the motivation coming back around for that? Because I I couldn't see that on the GTI. Really? I was like, I'm past this. Like, I love it, but I don't see myself pulling it in and just taking it all apart and yeah. like doing stuff on it. Yeah, I. I think it's more, I'm a, I'm a fairly sentimental person anyway, Uh and it was, you know, it was my first car, it was, actually, we had it from the time I was about 12 years old, so it was like, you know, always around, it was the car I learned to drive stick on. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 we had a, we had a 74 uh, BMW 2002 when, back when they weren't worth anything, Uh Um, and dad was a mechanic, and uh, there was always something wrong with it, and finally he threw his hands on himself, like, I'm, I'm done with this. Right. 
and we sold that to some dude in Atlanta for like 800 bucks or 900 bucks or something. You know, I think this was 2003, 2004 or so, somewhere in there. And we went down there and sold it and like needed a car to get back home, the three hours home, because we hadn't thought that far in advance. And so we called my uncle who lived down there. He goes, yeah, I got this buddy. He's got a shop. Um, let me call him and see if he's got anything. So he calls him and he goes, yeah, I've got this whole Volvo that's sitting out back. Um, some dude didn't pay the bills on it. The shop put a mechanics lien on it. Then they lost the key and it was just sitting there. Uh-huh. Um, so we went over and I think he paid like 500 bucks or something for it. We took the VIN to the Volvo dealer, got a key cut and like it cranked right up and drove. <laughs> um, and that was what he drove around for a while. Um, like a couple of years. And then I guess mom got a, like a Sebring convertible. Wow, yeah, sweet. Yeah, well, <laughs> she she loved that car, man, because she'd always wanted a convertible, and there was you know there was never never a, a car that she. Isn't that, that she what really Michael liked. Scott drove on the office? The Chrysler Sebring a, convertible. Was it a Sebring or was it a? I think it was a Sebring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was I was thinking uh, Dodge Stratus, but that's uh, that's Step Brothers. Um, but yeah, no, that that is what he drove. Um, but yeah, so we we got the Sebring and we got something else. And when it came time for me to, to start driving, that was the only thing, you know, around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty much that car or nothing. And I I hated that thing. Really? Like, oh, my <laughs> God, I hated that thing. Because, I mean, everybody... Because it was uncool or what? It, yeah, it was uncool. Um, you know, everybody... I, I went through a stage when I was younger where I was very concerned about... Wait, you gave a shit what people think? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. Well, I mean, well, I mean we all kind of did. Yeah, but like... I mean, I, I went to, uh, I went to a, a Christian school and there were, I was... Essentially, I was, you know, from the wrong side of the tracks is what it came down to. Um, and so everybody turned 16 and they're rolling in and, you know, they're, you know, 08 Civics or, you know, new Acuras or, uh-huh. you know, whatever. And here I am rolling to, to school in this oh, car that's yeah. already 30 years old. Yep, right? yep. Um, and it was, I guess it was probably a solid six months or so um, of driving it before it actually started to kind of grow on me. Um, and then it was like, Jared's the Volvo guy, right? You know, oh, be right. Driving around town yeah, yeah. And, and it's cool to there. have an identity, isn't yeah, it? Like at that yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the, the car kind of became that. And that's what started the, the whole thing for me. Um and yeah, you know, I, I met Bailey in that car. We took our first dates in that car. You know, we did the, the road trip cross country and all that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, there's times when, yeah, I wish I had the space. Um, and, but then again, if I sold it, I, I don't know. I'd always want it back. You know, I really think I would. Um, even if it went to like, you know, Andrew or somebody that I know close. Right. Um, or I'd get, you know, like passive aggressive, like they'd actually start working on it and do something I didn't like, you know, and, and then I get pissed off about that. I don't know. So yeah, I sold, I sold the GTI to Andrew and I said like on the premise, like, you know, gentleman's agreement that if you ever sell it, I get first. Steps. Oh, you get the first right of refusal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I recently just sold, uh, it's not like I'm selling out, which I guess literally I am. <laughs> um, I just sold, uh, the 1995 Audi S6 Avant, you know, the yeah. wagon I had. Um, and I'd had that since 2013. 13 or early 14 mm-hmm. um and that was like you know towed out of the garage and i did everything to it yeah and it was another one like where i had like an identity with that you know it was yeah. pretty cool but uh i sold it to my friend ben in atlanta and i was like hey you know if you sell this i get i get first dibs mm-hmm. you know for, for one for the money <laughs> it's yeah, like i sure. could sell that that thing for way more but also too it's like maybe i could fall in love with it again but yeah 
as for now, I just want to simplify no, all the cars I, I have I and stuff, you. you know? So simplification is, uh, for those that don't know, Nick, that's now a Honda Insight is the daily. Hey, I have the M3 too. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> the, the, the E36 M3, so you're now, you know, a, a BMW car. Yep, that, and that is a, that's a very, very nice M3. Thank you. I like it. I love it. Like, yeah. I've I'm definitely gone to the dark side where it's like hey, I'm wanna, like uh, you want to buy my view? <laughs> no, well, not I'll that make crap. You a good deal on it. <laughs> it's not an M, so it's nothing. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm elitist here. Mm-hmm. It's the ultimate driving machine or nothing. Mm-hmm. No, but I I love that thing, and so now I have the Honda Insight, which is great. I don't give a shit about it, but at the same time, like I love it for that. You <laughs> yeah, know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I get 60 miles per gallon. I'm I'm flat everywhere. I floor it everywhere. <laughs> but you got baby in a second because second gear synchro is. is trashed oh, okay. and so like if you if you you go flat out of first right you almost hit the rev limiter mm-hmm. but you can't hit the rev limiter because it takes the the flywheel is so heavy it takes forever to slow down so <laughs> you know you shift around five thousand and then you kind of hold it in front of second for a second and then it mm-hmm. clunks in um but you can't speed shift it uh yeah. well, you can't speed shift it inside <laughs> really well you know it. third to fourth to fifth sure all day but yeah the second gear synchro is bad. So anyway, yeah, I have the, the Honda Insight, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. I always throw my bike in the back. It's, right. it's definitely a safety hazard because, like, <laughs> if I were to get hit with that thing, I would have carbon going through my body. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just it's just definitely not safe. And I think about it all the time when I drive it. But it's it's so nice to go to a race and, like, just, just me and get, you know, such great gas mileage. And mm-hmm. it's honestly really fun to drive. Like, yeah. no shit. The thing is, like, an aluminum unibody mm-hmm. and it's super stiff you know because of like the aluminum uh fatigue how aluminum can fatigue so they had to make extra stiff in areas mm-hmm. i mean it has like so much cool technology i could nerd out on a honda insight but like yeah. magnesium and like engine block and no, like I, integrated I exhaust that. manifold like magnesium wheels um don't quote me on the magnesium engine block but i think that's true but i mean there, there's so much other stuff like it has it's a three-cylinder one liter v yeah and like in order to take out that you know uneven um uh, engine pulse, right? How mm-hmm. three cylinders have like they have a miss. They like back drove the the electric motor every like revolution, so it would soak up okay. that you know that um that imbalance. Yeah. But also simultaneously charge the battery. Okay. So like really cool stuff like that. I don't want to bore the three people that are listening <laughs> about the Honda Insight, <laughs> but it's pretty cool. Um. Yeah. And so then I also have the rally car. So that's part of the reason of selling the, the S six is right. so I could like, cause there's always something that was like not getting paid attention to. Yeah. Right. I was like, man, I'm shortcutting this or like, I want to be doing this on that car, but I need to go do this. Right. Yeah. So nothing was, was up to par. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, shifting gears a bit. That's actually the, <laughs> the whole reason why, uh, why I came out here. I want to talk about this, uh, this beast of a rally car that's sitting here in the, in the shop with us. Yeah. You, so. You've been a huge rally fan since you were like a kid, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I've, not being able to shake it uh despite my best efforts to quit it it's like and actually i've never tried to quit it i've always <laughs> embraced it yeah. um yeah so i guess i don't really i guess i, I used to subscribe to a sport compact car back mm-hmm. in the day that's like kind of how i got into all the modified cars and shit um was reading that in elementary school and they used to do there's this writer dave coleman and a couple of josh decoy who works for car and driver now whatever mm-hmm. it is but they, they used to write stories on rally right mm-hmm. and that's when i saw like the grassroots rally the american rally stuff yeah and i got so hooked on it and then speed vision back in the day used to do like the rally marathons on like thanksgiving and new year's where they would play wrc you know endlessly and anyway i got hooked on it and uh this time we we're living in vermont 
my dad uh, would drive us, drive me and him up to uh, Maine for Maine Forest Rally mm-hmm. from like 02 to like 09 or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I got hooked up with the Vermont sports car guys, the guys who build all the Subarus for, you know, Pastrana and yeah. Solberg and all those, you know, those guys. Um, and I got to hang out with those guys and go to rallies with them, which was like, you know, the best mentors. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And so I just always i was just, it's always crazy about it volunteering and then i started co-driving which i sucked at <laughs> i was like and screwed this oh, I'm, I'm getting out of this seat i'm going into the the driver's seat which was the inevitable uh path but then my friend uh michael dalkin i think sent me the link on bring a trailer this was when bring a trailer was like was like um a place where you'd go to post yeah. like Craigslist finds, I right? That. Yeah, yeah, that was so cool before it destroyed the whole used car market. No, I'm kidding, but <laughs> uh yeah, so he sent me the link and and uh I remember it says this is like via G chat at work. Mm-hmm. Um the greatest time waster with your friends. And so I clicked on the link and I misremember I honestly remember my heart sinking and being like, Oh shit. I have to buy this. Like <laughs> I'm going to buy this and I hate that. Like there's uh-huh. nothing I can do. Like I'm buying yeah. this. I'm like, I was like, Oh God, here it goes. Right. Yeah. So I, <laughs> and there's all this talk on like, so one of the stipulations for the car was it doesn't have a title. Right. And the, mm-hmm. the cage probably isn't legal. Right. Cause it needs updates. And so I, I messaged, I, I emailed the guy and I'm like, I'm very interested. Call me. That's mm-hmm. all I said. And I left my number. And he called me. I was like, yeah, you were no bullshit. Everyone else was asking, how's the rust on the car? You know, I'm like, shit, that doesn't matter for a rally car. And like, I knew all the value that was in that car. So Mm -hmm. anyway, he gave me a call. I ended up, I had a, I bought a Mark IV GTI uh, that had a bad transmission. I threw a new transmission in. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So I I bought a Mark IV GTI that was read from a coworker for dirt cheap, threw a new transmission in it because it was broken. And then did a partial trade on, on for the rally car. Mm -hmm. Um, He like flew out. I picked him up for the airport and at this time, I had like three miles in the car that I <laughs> since I changed the transmission in it. I was like, fingers crossed. I like tighten all the axle bolts and stuff. Anyway, he comes over, picks it up, and um, leaves with it. Signs, you know, the title over, which was a fake title for the car, the rally car at the time, is for a different car. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, leaves and um, at the at the time, the rally car had started smoking a little bit, and so I was like, hey, I text him. I was like, hey, like the car's smoking, and he's like, hey. You got the better end of the deal. I got home with the GTI and there's a puddle of oil under it. We're oh. done here. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. Shit. <laughs> so anyway, a long story short, I got a sweet deal on the rally car. Um, apparently a lot of people tried to buy it. I was at ESPR, which you came. Yeah. Uh, so, so Jared came and, and crewed um, at ESPR, which is all the way up in New York, rode all the way up there with us. Um, Bailey was, uh, I think she was like seven months pregnant. Yeah. Seven, eight months Peace. pregnant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going with the boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I gotta set those expectations. Yeah. You know? Like, you know who you married, you know what you got into, you know this shit ain't changing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just reinforce it. Oh uh, yeah, so we went all the way up to New York, and this was my um, this is my first rally driving the car, um, and so we get all the way up there, and and uh, first couple of stages goes by, and we're we're waiting for one of the stages to start, and there's this like Eastern European guy that I know, he's like rallying a BMW, he comes up to me, he's like, nice car, I was like, thanks, he's like how much you buy for i was like uh i got a really good deal on it he was like no like how much and i was like uh he was like 
less than 10? And I was like, yeah. And he says, fuck you. And walks away, smoking a cigarette, and he's dead serious. And he's like, I tried to buy that car, and just oh, walks God. away, like, pissed. Oh, God. And, like, that was when I knew. I was like, yeah, I like this. And this car has really a lot of history. Like, it was built in, like, around late 90s, early 2000, mm-hmm. and um, by out in California by George Plasek Sr. And I don't even think we've said what it is. It's uh, what, <laughs> 1991? Yeah, 1990 Audi okay. Coupe Quattro. Okay. So it's it's not like the original Ur Quattro, you mm-hmm. know, like which is like the box flares and everything, but right. it still is an old school Audi, and I have like the the old school paint scheme on it, mm-hmm. which has like you know the Audi Sport colors and stuff. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I, I I love it for that. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, I bought the car. Um, and Hang on one second, I'm a, there's gonna be some noise. I'm getting some echo in my mic, and I don't hear it in yours, and I'm wondering if it's because yours is pointed more, like, up at the ceiling, kind of. It's because I know what I'm doing with yeah. this stuff, and you're yeah, an you, amateur. You, right, I'm just a noob here. Whoa. Did you get your shit together, Jared? Okay. That's actually, that's a little bit better. Okay, whatever. Yeah. So, it's only going to get so good sitting in a, in a garage. I mean, a, a totally professional podcasting too <laughs> Well, I figured this was like the better place for us. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, this is the cool place. This is like, I feel like we'll, we'll feel most at home. I'd be in the living room feeling awkward. I mean, yeah. you know, like, but because this is my second room. Like, this is no, where I yeah. like to hang out. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I was blabbing about the rally car. It's like my dream car. Like having, mm-hmm. you know, an old school Audi, you know, five cylinder stroker turbo. I mean, quattro it's just yeah I, and, and like the cool thing about it is like i feel like well i i know this for a fact because dominic my co-driver is like he's like told me like when i pull into like places with that car even like some of the like regular rally guys look at it with almost like a romantic and look in their eyes yeah. like a, almost like not like a lust but like wow like it lights up their eyes and that's so cool because you don't see many old audis on the yeah. stage anymore which mm-hmm. is you know, it's it's a it's definitely a, a cool car. I think I, yeah, I it, love it. It is. It's really really cool. We should uh, if we, <laughs> I should start up and turn anti light or like launch control on with oh, these actually, mics. I, I sort of had this idea of so at the beginning of each episode, I've got like a it's actually my uh, KC thirteen hundred starting. Up. I saw that. Or I heard but I was, that. Yeah. I was thinking like if I go to somebody's shop that has like a cool running car, make that a theme. Like how yeah. we crank it up and be the intro. So yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll do that after we're done talking cool. for sure. Yeah. Um, I actually forgot to ask. I didn't know if it was like in in running condition or if it was torn apart. Yeah. Not, so, so so right now it's up on it has one jack stand under under the rear. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, and so uh, earlier today, so I was after the last rally, which sandblast rally in uh, early March. Um, I took it back here and you know jacked it all up, dumped pounds of sand out of it, and uh, pulled I saw the wheels. That video that was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> I was like I could bang on the back bumper. And sand was just dropping out everywhere. Like under mm-hmm. the, like I, I, I had a whole bin full of sand that I pressure washed out of the car. Even after that, it would still drop sand. <laughs> anyway, so the, the, the rear, the passenger side rear wheel is off of it right now because there's a big crack, um, on the unibody seam protruding into behind the strut. So I, today and over the past couple of days, I've like prepped it and then I welded that crack up and then made a little, uh, patch plate where there's a bigger crack. Um, like actually a hole. So, so tomorrow I'm going to put bed liner all over that shit and put it back together. But yeah, right now it's, it's jacked up. Um, it's good to go for starting wise. Uh, so we'll definitely crank that thing up. But yeah, I yeah. like how the EFI Express sticker is still like insanely crooked. I don't know that. how we did that. I, uh, that was all me, I think. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure. Like we stuck it up there, and you were like, "Hey, is it good?" And I went, "Yeah, that's fine." <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I was I was sitting out here the other day, just like looking at it, like, God 
Like, Damn it! Yeah, how do we like do that's, that? That's not even a little bit off. Like that's just. I was, fun. And then I was, th- <laughs> I was thinking like, could it be on purpose looking like, or is it just completely ghetto? <laughs> it's ghetto. Like if if it was a little more like counterclockwise, maybe going up onto you know the the it panel below the license so plate. Bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have another white big ass one like that. I could, I could like, like that. sign that for you if you wanted. <laughs> yeah. you know? That's that's modern. Yeah, arts. Jared was crew chief and fucked everything up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was so what was the the first event was what sandblast okay so so yeah so don so i bought the car in 2014 i think okay uh just like november december and then dominic so i had a i was going to guatemala to do a mountain bike race and then dominic and i was like i was like dominic and dave wanted to rally it and i was like mm-hmm. man sure like why not like the car needs to be enjoyed oh, that's right yeah and so I was there and you weren't driving that's right yeah yeah, so, yeah 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 so they took my girl had sex with her while i wasn't there um <laughs> no so yeah they did sandblast and they finished and and dominic comes back and so he sits right across from me at work and he was like dude your car is amazing you know and at the time i didn't i just ripped around the neighborhood at yeah. all and he was like telling me how like amazing it was and everything so anyway so he he drove it first um and then and then so that was in march and then um, I guess the ne- the event I did was in was that October we did ESPR in New York. Uh, yeah, it was October. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah mid October. Okay, so Bailey wasn't quite as pregnant as I thought she was. Okay, but yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, we did. That was my first event was a uh, ESPR in New York, mm-hmm. and then Sandblast the next year, which we f- finished, and then did some. So that was Sandblast last year was the first finish, huh? Uh, no, Sandblast last year I blew the engine up. The year before. We finished. Okay. Yep. Um, and the year before that was when Dominic and Dave did it. Oh, okay. So this was the cars. Uh, let's see, Dominic, me, engine blow. And this is the car's fourth rally. Okay. For, sorry, not fourth rally. Excuse me. Oh, that's bad. Fourth sandblast. You need like a little cough drop button where yeah. you can like, press it. It's like a belch. Um, but yeah, so so this year the car's plan is three rallies. Uh, sandblast, which we did um this year in march and went really really well it was fucking awesome and then uh the next rally is southern ohio performance rally in ohio ohio Ohio. Ohio. (laughs) oh you're going down to ohio for it already (laughs) that's not what ohio people sound like at all (laughs) i don't even know i mean i think i know one guy from i've never been to ohio for anything except passing through right well i went to uh the Air Force Museum out there one time, okay. no twice, and that's actually the guy that bought my my uh, ninety two forty five wagon, the Turbo T five wagon. He lived up in blue Dayton one or something. Yeah, cool. yeah, Randy's old car. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I mean, nothing ever happens in Ohio aside from apparently <laughs> a rally. So yeah, so actually that rally has some really cool history. Like they did it in the eighties, uh, and John Buffington in the Sport Quattro, which mm-hmm. was so cool. But apparently that that has really good roads and it's all gravel. So I'm really excited for that. So that's in like 32 days. I'm not counting nice. or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm uh, trying to reprep the car for that. Um, and then I want to do STPR, which is now in the fall. Mm-hmm. STR, STPR has been running for like, you know, 20 or 30 years. It's just, actually, sorry, probably 30 or 40 years um, in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And that's a super popular rally cool. too. I'm really excited about that. So yeah, three rallies this year is the goal. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm all kinds of excited. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't you get a podium at Sandblast this past time? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. like 
That was unreal. That's like, so awesome. It's man. so cool. Like I, I've never been competitive about rally. Yeah. Like bike racing, like mm-hmm. mountain bike racing, is where like I'm competitive. Like mm-hmm. I, where I want to beat everyone. No, not beat everyone. Where I want to like beat no, myself. Do. It's yeah. okay. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then and then rally is like just like something I do just out of love and like just I just want to enjoy my car and like mm-hmm. have this you know blissful driving experience, right? And then, like, the stage times, I've never looked at because I've never really cared. Yeah. And then this this past rally at Sandblast, um, I think it was in, like, the, the first service where someone was like, Nick, like, you're doing pretty well. Oh, yeah. And we were seated in, like, so, like, at the start of a rally, the, the star order gets published, which is based on your speed factors, based on, like, how fast of a driver you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, like... And so like your, your start order is, you know, the number on the road you are, mm-hmm. which the bet, the, you know, the further up the better, right? Cause especially at Sandblast, it gets super rutted and stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So you want to be closer up to the and top. And if you haven't been to Sandblast, Sandblast is run down in Shiraw, South Carolina. Shiraw. Um, you know, it's, is a state park, I think? It's a yep. state park. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's on what we would call forest roads up here in the mountains, but it's really just, uh, it's kind of like Pine Barrens in New Jersey almost. Um, and it's called sandblast because it's run on sand. Like there is no gravel. There really is no dirt. It's just sand yeah. roads. Um, so that, that presents a really unique set of, of challenges. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's why it was called sandblast. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. So anyway, we were like, we were like fourth on the road or something. Wow. And like, Damn. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a mistake. Like, I started texting friends being like, <laughs> we need to for like, we need to be like, you know, 10th or 12th in the road. Like, I just started getting all like, kind of anxious. I was like, yeah. man, I need a Xanax or something. Like, I was all nervous, <laughs> right? Because, like, I mean, that says a lot if you're that fast. On the yeah. I was like, I'm not a fast driver. And so, anyway, we start, and everyone told me just, you know, just just take your position on the road. They'll, re- they'll, they'll, they'll reseed. Reseed is where, like, they say, oh, actually, you're slow as shit. We're putting you back to 12th, you know, or yeah. start order. So anyway, we reseated and I pretty much held my position. I was like, oh my gosh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And then so like throughout the, throughout the day, people were like, Nick, you're doing really well. Like, holy shit, you're in like third overall, right? And I was wow. like, no, no, no. Like I'm there's obviously a mistake or something. Like I, I truly didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to believe it because I was like, I don't want to you know, push myself or anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, we finished um, second overall. That's and fucking it, awesome. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah, I saw the results and I went, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> dude it was so awesome like i never ever thought like i seriously never thought in my life could i like podium in a rally it was never even a goal right you know it was just like and and they called my name but i sprayed champagne like it was (laughs) it was fucking unreal it was so cool and like yeah i have a trope i don't know like it was just like the the smiles that dominic and i had on our faces was was incredible you know like it it was it was really really cool yeah anyway so yeah, so that was Sandblast last that year. That was Sandblast. Thirty what thirty two days you said until uh until Ohio. Yep. So what's uh what's the status of the car right now? Mm-hmm. Solid. You ready? I saw a whole nother uh I saw another short block over there on the stand. What's <laughs> up with that? So that's the engine that came out of the car that I blew up at Sandblast twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. So yeah, so what happened with that is um there was a detonation and it melted a hole in the head between cylinders one and two the aluminum was vaporized wow. you could stick your finger in the dip on the head wow. so anyway that head has since been repaired because it had a lot of port work mm-hmm. and so that's the engine that's currently in, or sorry that's the head that's currently in the car okay. the the bottom end that's currently in the car was one that I built up bored out stroked out um and it's now a 2.5 liter mm-hmm. um and the, the engine on the stand is a is a 
five five liter mm-hmm. uh <laughs> um and that is a really uh, actually desirable engine which mm-hmm. i'm not sure what i'm gonna do with i might want to build it up and have as a spare but for right now it just looks pretty cool yeah did you have any issues getting it i mean i know you said you weren't sure if like the cage was legal or you know stuff like oh that. Did yeah you have issues getting it like for sure certified? i had yeah. some issues yeah <laughs> man I, there was a time there i was like man like this this whole thing sucks like i never you know wished I didn't buy it but mm-hmm. um yeah so so the car the cage is uh chromoly material mm-hmm. which is now not legal to use as roll cage material for any for any uh, u.s rally stuff the oh, reason being so not grandfathered or anything oh well it is grandfathered but okay. if you if you know if you can't build that you can't build a new cage out of that material okay. reason being is because the heat affected zone for welding um can become brittle and it can snap like right outside of the heat effect like the welded zone oh, shit. um yeah so the, apparently that's what can happen. I've mm-hmm. never seen any pictures or proof of it, but, um, so yeah, so, so right now the, the, I had to do some updates, um, to make the car legal, uh, even with a new grandfathered or even with a grandfathered cage. So I had to add some windshield supports, um, had to add some stuff to had to add door bars, taco gussets, similar shit like that. What's a, what's a taco gusset? Taco gusset is if you picture like, so like hold, let's see, like put your, your index finger and your point your finger out. And then if in, the, in that little V, if you were mm-hmm. to wrap something around so that you couldn't see the inside of the V, okay. that's a gusset. So it go, you know, it's like if you, if you fold it, it's like a taco, yeah, like you're holding okay, a taco, okay. right? And then you oh, put that over like two. in the cage or something? Yeah. So oh, like where, where okay, two bars okay. come together. Oh, I see one up by the door. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's in the door bars is where that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to add so, some stuff and I got a new log book. Um, mm-hmm. what's kind of cool about that car is it has the old SCCA log book. Um, and it's, ha- it's done like 30 rallies, dude. Wow. Like you look under that car and that thing's been beat to shit. I mean, there's like, <laughs> every time I get into the car, I find like a new hole and I have to patch or something, yeah. but like, it's really cool having a car that has so much history to sure. it, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah, so the current state of the car, um, I'm looking at it right now. I have a whole to-do list. Uh, yeah, I see it on the wall behind you <laughs> Well, be- no, behind me, this is the, the uh, let's see. That one's all the stuff I've done. Uh, okay. That was an old list. I feel like I have to keep the old list to remind me that I've actually done stuff. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, but you know, the new list is over there next to the okay. blown head gasket. <laughs> 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 yeah, so the, the head gasket is um, the one that blew up on the sandblast uh, last year mm-hmm. where the, the, the divider wall between cylinders one and two is absent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nice. just blown. Nice. Yeah, I remember when that happened. I was like, I was like getting all this knock and I was like trying to stay out of it. I was like, man, something's not right. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at the end of stage four, you know, like a mile from the finish, all of a sudden we just went, you know, I was like, oh no, yeah. we just dropped a valve or something. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, that was that. <laughs> did you have to get like dragged back to service or did you make it? Uh, so we popped the hood. Um, we pulled over, popped the hood and we're looking around. I was like, it has like, let's just look for something simpler. Cause immediately my mind's like, Oh, it's fucked. The worst thing in the world has happened. It turns out it did. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was, and it was, we found like a, the, the plug wire that went into the distributor cap was, uh, was like almost pulled out. Mm. I was like, Oh, there it is. And so we're like, we're like, all right, let's go back to service. And then let's, let's throw a new plug wire in there. So we did, we had to make a custom one because I had a stupid MSD blaster coil, which doesn't do shit. And so we put it all back together, and it still has that miss. And I was like, no, you know, we're yeah. trying to figure out what it is. And then uh, I would go ask this guy. I was like, hey, do you have a compression tester? He's like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> He's like, that's not something you bring to a rally, you know. And so I tested it, and, yeah, this, it was it, the compression was, was gone between Solar's oh. 1 and 2. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know where I was going with that. But the car definitely has some things it needs. My, my, so a funny story. Uh, my friend Michael Dalkin and I, 
there who sent me the link for the car in the first place. Um, so we needed to make a new alternator pulley because mm-hmm. at the end of Sandblast, um, we so there's that night stage, right? So we turn on our brights. We're about to start, turn on, and then we we go full bore. Um, and uh, immediately I see the I smell this this burning rubber, and I was like. Oh man, hope that's a Subaru in front of us. You know, like <laughs> just like something's going wrong with their car, and it turns out it wasn't. My alternator light flicked on. I was like, and then immediately I knew what happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, shit, that's the alternator belt because I had the same problem when I was shaking it down like uh, last year, and I was like, oh, okay, um, it's at night. We just lost power, so I had to flick off the high beams, and um, I drive for probably you know 10, 20 seconds. So I was like, okay, we can't do this. I want. I'm. This is the last stage of the rally. You know, we're doing really well. I'm going to drive with the lights off. So I flicked the lights off. Dominic's like, what are you doing? Oh my and I was God. like, call your notes really well. We lost the alternator <laughs> bell. Fuck. Don't fuck up. And so I'm like, and so, so he's calling his notes. He has his little map light on, you yeah. know, and um, I'm flicking the lights on just cause like one time I went off the road and it was really scary. Another time, like I was like, I couldn't, like cause it's, it's, you could barely see, you could barely, yeah. barely see. Right. And, um, cause by the time your eyes adjust, you can see. So I'm like a couple of times I'm like flicking the high beams on to see, you know, like, okay, there's the apex, whatever. Yeah. And, um, and so, and then a car starts behind me. I, or I see the car behind me cause you, and the rally start at minute intervals. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, sweet. I'm going to, I'm going to let this guy catch up to me. And then I'm going to hold his, I'm going to follow him. Yeah. And so, and so I was like, okay, that's the plan. So I, I, my lights are off and he comes around me and I just mat throttle. Like I'm like, I'm staying on this bumper. Right. And so I do what I think was a pretty good job of staying on him. A couple of times he, he got a pretty good gap on me, but what I could do is I could break super late into a corner because I saw where he was breaking. Okay. And then I could just, you know, that would make up, you know, seconds there, like late breaking. Right. But because of I could see in the dark, right, mm-hmm. where he was turning. And so so we get through the stage and and, um, and he lets us come around, you know, and then we and we get our time card, we sign it and we go back to the finish and through the and like you have to go through town, right? Because mm-hmm. you're in the middle of the woods and you have to go to town to finish. Mm-hmm. So we go through town with our lights off, <laughs> like it's probably scaring the shit out of some cars, yeah. right? And um, and we come up on this one guy and like I'm I'm right on his bumper. And it turns out it was one of my friends and they were like holding a flag out like the window and like, you know, like hanging out the window, like yeah. cheering me on. And so anyway, like I blast around them like a dick and, and I go <laughs> and I, and I finish and we get our time car and then we're Dominic and I are like cheering on the car. Like we did it, you know, despite the battery was the real MVP oh my God. of that. Yeah. Event. So that's a whole, that's a whole story. So, so yeah, we, 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 we finished and everything. Um, and, uh, I forget how, how long was that stage? Do you know? Uh, that stage, I don't know. It was probably nine or something miles. Wow. Um, but, but here's the thing. Here's what's so cool about rally is, is the camaraderie with rally. So, so I finished and we get back to when we were like hanging out at dinner and stuff, which is a big after party. And, um, uh, Dunker Felix, I think, or Dunker Felix senior, um, the, the driver of the car, I was like, thank you so much. Like he was, I was like, he's like, did you notice I slowed down? I was like, yeah, you didn't really go a whole lot faster after you passed me. He's like, yeah, I saw that your lights were off and I knew you probably lost your alternator. He's like, I had the same, th- I had the same thing happen to me at a rally and some other person did the same thing for me. Oh, that's cool. He was like, he was like, my rally was over. Like I wasn't yeah. going to win. Yeah. And so I knew that if I just, if I let you follow me, you know, since I knew you were doing really well in the rally that you would finish. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, we had this like great like hugging moment, you know, and I was oh, like, thank cool. you so much, you know, yeah. and like his, so his same son, his son was also in that same rally. Mm-hmm. So they both rallied separate cars. Mm-hmm. He was like, I just hope that my son learned from this, you mm-hmm. know, and like I said, a good example for him. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Like, That's awesome. yeah. So that was really, really awesome. Yeah. 
that's that's neat at uh, the grassroots level. There's there's that kind of camaraderie. I mean, of course, everybody you know you want to win or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's cool that you can kind of put uh, put that camaraderie over over absolute victory sometimes. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What were we talking about just before? I don't remember. I Blabber. think it was just like general question about the car or something. Oh, the alternator pulley. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I yeah, digress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the alternator pulley. So um, it turned out it was worn. It was a custom pulley that was made for the car in the first place. So we had to make a new one. So my friend, um, where he works, there's a machine shop. They make bicycle components. Um, uh, Industry nine. <laughs> so uh, we went there and we, he, ma- I say we, he made the pulley while I watched and turned on a lathe, and um, he anodized it after. And, and on the on the front of the pulley, he put like he had some like artwork that he put on there, and he put ball sack and like some hairy balls <laughs> and stuff. And then he he also put he also put on the outside of, on the pulley he spit uh, like that song lyrics you spin me round right round right round because that alternate pulley is spinning all the time. And so you look at it, it's it's so awesome oh, yeah funny. so oh, it's and eyes bright red yeah. <laughs> so you can't miss it oh, yeah great. it's it's really cool like how many friends like are passionate about helping out with this yeah. kind of stuff you yeah know? really cool yeah well i mean when you have the cool toys everybody wants to come around and, and talk about them and all that so yeah i should um actually the the rally that i went to uh went with you to uh, espr um i don't remember I, I don't remember if you asked me or if i just like invited myself to that one way or the other um, but I showed up and met Nick at his work at uh, Borg Warner in Asheville, and the tow vehicle was this. Uh, what was it? it? Was like a twenty? It was fairly new. Twenty like fifteen F one fifty F one fifty EcoBoost with a three point five. Yeah, with upgraded turbos. Yeah, yeah, and software and stuff. Yeah. So uh, it was a test bed for a kit that's now. Is it Borla that's selling it? Uh, I think you can buy it at the dealer, like the upgraded uh, super cores, like the turbos. Oh, okay. Um, and it's pre- it's kind of like a plug and play thing. Yeah. So Are you about to tell the story about you raising hell in that thing? I mean, should I? Yeah. <laughs> you so, asshole. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I didn't really. I'm, I'm not the best about like forward thinking for consequences and stuff. So I'm. But I'm wait, lucky what I did I tell you it. prior to this? You told me not like specifically not to do what I did. <laughs> it's like Jared. Like, like you're not on the insurance. Not. You cannot drive this car. Yeah. Oh shit! We need you to drive the car anyway. Good yeah, proceed. and it. Um. So we went up. We went up to New York, and we were pulling. And I was like, from the outset, I was really impressed with like how the truck was doing because it was loaded down it had the you know the full car trailer behind us with the the car on it you know and my fat ass on the cab and everything all spares and yeah yeah and and And, and this thing was pulling like it was a va i mean it was like no problem and they started telling me about everything that was done to the truck and how it was flashed and tuned and you know the the new turbos that were on the exhaust and all that oh wow that's cool and it made what like 440 at the wheel no idea i can't was, remember the i think it was like it. it was like healthy 400s and maybe more than that torque it's definitely healthy 400s because mm-hmm. the stock has yeah yeah sure um but yeah and so the whole the whole weekend i was kind of like i was looking for an excuse to drive this thing uh-huh. um and so y'all would go out you know you would go out <laughs> on stage or whatever um and i don't remember i think the first couple i just kind of hung out in service yeah and then you had the fuel pump issue and you like you needed help and you texted me or something you were probably like all right yeah, like, here we go boss <laughs> and yeah i cranked that thing up man and i fucking hauled ass because i mean you can't you can't trust me with a vehicle man you just you can't do it um, and, that, and, and i had no other choice i was, yeah, I was like well yeah. fuck we're stranded Jared has to come get us <laughs> but yeah that, that truck and I, I think i wound up i didn't Actually, a friend of mine, Mark, I, I pissed off pretty bad doing something sort of similar. Um, Wait, but to, you didn't finish the story. I don't remember. Was, uh, oh, let me finish this. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't remember this. <laughs> okay, so this this is the part of the story that like is most notable to me. So, so like, 
we were packing up service or we were packing up the car and stuff. And you were like, yeah, I hit a pole or something and, and like some stuff bounced around back there. I was like, oh, okay, no big deal, whatever. Right. And then, so like I'm packing stuff up and I, so I had like a whole kind of crate of like spray paint, fluids, not like there's like one bottle of spray paint or thing of spray paint. Like red. I have no memory And of there this. was like your oil, there was a bunch of like other fluids and stuff. And <clears throat> fucking like you, <laughs> this shit was exploded. So the gear oil had, the gear oil had spilled all over the bed. Spray paint had somehow sprayed in I random places. No- <laughs> and I was cleaning out and I was like, God damn it jared i had to bring the truck back i had to scrub the bed from all the gear oil smell on it like pressure wash it and there was paint there was spray paint like on the fucking bed liner oh and i was like and like you know there was like these random shit like when we were packing it up like or unpacking it that was just everywhere because i guess you had like you probably were like sideways ran off the road got back on the road hit a pole or something but shit was exploded oh and Domin- no dominic and i were like what dominic and i were like dude we can't let him drive this again like he's he said he hit a little pothole he was obviously sending it and like definitely ran off the road oh sideways or something but yeah <laughs> no, I, I have no recollection of that. So sorry for all the, the eff, eff, extra effort and, and shit that I caused. Like you can't say anything about that, like when when your friend's helping you. you know? Well, you can. You should have, Jared. You dick. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> no, but it's it's all good. Damn, I had no. I would like help you scrub no, it out or something. It's, it's, no it's, just, it's more funny to give you oh, crap about well, it now. You know, two years, three years after the fact, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. you know, two and a half years. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Man. Well, it's not one great for you. But it's, no, it's fine. Everything is fine. Yeah. But um, but no, I actually I pissed a friend of mine off doing something similar. Um, I think you've met Mark. Mark is a, a Volkswagen guy for for a while. He now has a CTSV Turbo out of Charlotte. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. sweet. Um, I went to Charlotte one time and it was uh, autocross weekend at Zmax, and I think I had the blue wagon. I ran it some, or mm-hmm. maybe I didn't even make it past. I don't remember. But uh, at the end, they're like, "Yeah, we're doing fun runs now." And Mark goes, "Hey, take it around if you want." Well, okay, cool. Um, so I hop in, you know, the Miata and I'd do a run and I come back and I do another, there was nobody waiting. So I just, I made like four or five laps or whatever. And I'm not like paying attention. I'm, it's not my car. I'm not thinking about this shit. Oh, right. No. Yeah. Well, I didn't like super fuck it up, but I came back and I think he like kind of jumped out in front of me to like wave me down. He's like, dude, there's like four other people waiting, <laughs> waiting for their turn. <laughs> I had no idea. And I'm like, oh, okay. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And as I'm getting out of the car, I look at the temp gauge and it's just like pegged. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I was ter- I thought I blew a head gas in his car or something, but I mean, it turned out it was okay. It had just gotten hot, you know, and it cooled down. It was all right, but uh, but yeah. I, Did I, you I, say anything when you saw it pegged, or you just like oh, uh, it's no? Fine. He, I didn't say anything. He saw it, and then I, I said, okay, well, if something's fucked up, you know, I'll fix it. I'll make it right and all that. But yeah, he was he was quiet and justifiably so. He was pretty upset with me. Oh my gosh! Um, so why did it overheat? Was it stock Miata? Well, it was like 120 degrees that day. Like on the pad at C-Max, it was fucking oh, hot. That sounds awful. Yeah, it was hot. Um, I don't think there was there was nothing like really wrong with the car. It was just, well, you've ridden. I mean, it was like, you know, rev limiter in second, rev limiter, you know, first, and the rev limiter. Like, I was, yeah. I was yeah, sure. on the car, and it yeah. wasn't mine, you know. Um, driving it like Jared. Yeah, driving it like, and there was a, you remember briefly that blue Volvo 760 I had that I parted out? Yeah, uh, oh, the turbo one. Yeah, sixty yeah, turbo with the awful exhaust manifold. Yeah, leak. yeah. Oh, you, did I, you remember the story behind? It? I'll get to that. In yeah, we we rode in it like uh, on that Saturday night, like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In Asheville, that's right. Yeah, um, but yeah, actually, I got it home the next day, and I was driving it to a friend's shop because I was going to put it up on a lift and take pictures underneath for somebody that wanted the shell. 
And, like, that bad exhaust leak got even worse. And the car had, like, no balls, right? And so I shot it, it. I couldn't make it up a hill. Um, so I had to call Nationwide and, like, you know, get it towed home or whatever. And I got it back to the house and went to pull the motor out. And I got the wrenches to take the turbo off of the manifold. And I put the wrench on the bolt and, like, the whole turbo moved. What the fuck? And I grabbed it, no shit, and just lifted the whole turbo right up off the manifold. It cracked all the way around at the collector. Oh, my God. The worst part was the manifold had already been sold. I had no idea. But somebody had actually already bought and paid for the manifold. So then I had to, I sent the whole thing off to a buddy of mine in, in Raleigh um, that did actually a much better job welding and bracing and everything. Um, and so Eamon didn't have the time or the space to part it out. I had both. Uh-huh. Um, and I wound up trading the effort I did in parting it out for like suspension off of it, which is still in the basement. Um, but luckily, turbo breakers are generally kind of laid back people. And I messaged a dude, I'm like, hey, we took this thing out. Um, and by the way, the whole like collector flange is cracked. And he goes, well, can you have it fixed? I'm like, yeah, probably. And yeah, I sent it off to Steven and, and he fixed it up pretty good. Um, but oh, oh, the, the whole driving thing. So the first time I drove that car, was probably 2011, 2012, something like that, at Cars and Coffee in Charlotte. Met up with Eamon and everybody. Everybody else kind of left early. It was just me and him. And he goes, hey, uh, you want to you drive the 760? I went, fuck yeah, you know. So my hands the keys to a 450 horsepower, you know, 16-valve <laughs> turbo Volvo. You're going to say yeah. Yeah. Um, and it had a had a button clutch, had a, a twin-desk button clutch in it um, with a Getride 265. And before we left, he's like, dude, I'm going to tell you, you can't baby the clutch. Like, you got to rev it to 1500 and just pop the clutch and go. Okay. And so, getting it out, I stalled it like three times, you know, trying to get of out. Of course, yeah. But, and then pulling out of cars and coffee, he said, no, you're, you're just going to have to go or else you're going to be the butt of all the jokes. I said, okay. So, I revved it like 1500 and popped the clutch and said, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I was that asshole out of cars and coffee. But he goes, yeah, just run it up to 77 and, uh, you know, make a few passes and come back. Oh, okay. And so, we go up to 77. And I was racing fucking everything. Like SN95, there was a Geo Prism, there was a fucking church bus, you know, there was clapped out Mustangs and Camaros and shit. I Everyone, you were like, yo, Everything, yo. yeah. And Amo was in the passenger seat, he was just like, oh, girl, and I want to, all the way up 77 in Charlotte to like fucking Huntersville, then back down all the way, like halfway around 485 back to the airport. Um, and we ran across, there was actually another group that had left Cars and Coffee, um, one was a, a pro-charged uh, S550 Mustang, and the other was a, you're going to laugh, a Scion TC that somebody had built and legitimately made like 450 at the wheel. And so we're cruising on 45, which it's is all... It's a fast chick car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're cruising on 45, which is all concrete. And I mean, it was just, I don't know how we didn't get pulled or arrested, but it was just like, and it was middle of the morning. It was like 11 o'clock. Just race after race after race after race after. So yeah, that's, that's the joke with him is you can't let me drive anything because I'll be racing everybody on the street. But, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I baby my own cars, but you know, somebody else says, oh, fuck it, let's have a little bit Do you of still fun. have that, uh, so that you have that super cheap, uh, Toyota station wagon? No, I wish I did. What year was that thing? It was an 88. And it was like pristine grandmother it was, driven. It was, it was a grandma car. Yeah. It was, um, we needed at that point when we bought that car, like everything was falling apart around my ears vehicle wise. And we were not in the best shape financially. Like I didn't, that was like the tail end of trying to daily drive the 79. Um, I think I had the 760 or something. It was just a pile of shit. Um, and Bailey had. She I had the she, Volvo too. Yeah. She had that 91 240. Yeah. And that. it needed, like it ran good, but it needed everything. Else. Yeah. It's like you need a steering rack and all the suspension and all this shit. 
Um, and I was, I really just needed something. And I called my uncle down in Atlanta, the same one that got us to 79 years ago, um, asked him if he knew anybody. He was, yeah, I've got a neighbor that's, uh, that's trying to sell her, her car. He sent me some pictures. And it was this beautiful, I mean, 120,000 miles, 88, always been garaged, you know. Um, and we bought it for 600 bucks and, and drove it home. Um, and yeah, I, I wish I had that car back. It was so great. I mean, it got, excuse me. Got like 45 miles a gallon. The paint was perfect. The interior was perfect. Had Still had R12 AC that would like freeze you out of the fucking car. It was phenomenal. Um, and uh, I think front brake pads. I did a little bit of like maintenance stuff on it. I think front pads were $11. $11. Um, <laughs> the rear shoes were 7 It had 13-inch tires that the local tire shop would give me uh, brand new tires for like 35 no, like $42 or something. It was phenomenal. Um, and I, I wish we... So why would you sell a car like that? I guess I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. That's why. For sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was, I guess it was, um, it was 2016, late 2016, we found out Bailey was pregnant and she was still working. And I said, I don't want, I don't want <laughs> your, you know, your pregnant ass with my child driving this, you know, tin can over, cause she was going from Franklin to Cullowee every day, yeah. which is 60 miles round trip over Cowie. Um, so we need something a little bit. A little bit more modern, a little bit safer, uh-huh. and we bought the um, bought the E thirty nine, and we had the wagon for probably another six eight months or so, I guess, and it just kind of sat. Um, that's I forgot you were there when I sold it. Um, I was there when was, you sold the Toyota. Yeah, it was the two forty. Remember, I completely forgot about that because I was driving around in was it Mars Hill, Marshall, somewhere north of Asheville. Anyway. Okay. And I had seen um, seen this this factory. It was a blue factory, eighty three, eighty four uh, Volvo two forty five turbo wagon. Uh-huh. And I left a note and never gotten a call back on it. Um, it was actually I'd seen it out somewhere and left a note, and then I saw it again, like parked at some dude's house. Um, so I stopped in and said, "Hey, is this is this thing for sale?" And he goes, "Well, you know, I don't know, maybe it." Uh, it's not running real good. It's knocking pretty bad. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, thinking maybe he dropped the. They're they're bad to drop the O-ring seal around the oil pump pickup, but sometimes if you catch it soon enough, you can you can fix it. Um, and he said, well, you know, he wanted like three grand for it or something. Oh, yeah, it was, bummer. It was stupid. <laughs> um, but we talked for a bit, and then I realized that that was his only car, and he was stuck taking the bus. And oh. I said, yeah. I said, well, you know, I have this wonderfully reliable old 88 Corolla um, that I don't really, like, use or drive. Um, I think it was, was it a straight trade? I think it was a straight trade. Um, I think that's what I did. I think I straight traded it because I rented, I wanted to rent just a trailer, but I couldn't because I didn't have anything to tow it with. So I wound up renting this whole, like, U-Haul with the bumper hitch and then the car dolly and dollied the, the Corolla over here. Um, over to his house. Remember, you helped me unload it and everything, or helped me get the the other one loaded. Um, Wait, no, 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 no. The one I'm thinking of was that gold 240 that was like all rusty and stuff. We stopped at El Capasa. Oh no, that was that was that was. And your plan for that, that was like some kind of V8 swap V8 that never materialized. Never anyway, so um, yeah, you traded this. You traded this reliable, yeah, this perfectly perfect reliable Toyota car. Yeah. Up. <laughs> and the idea was, I mean, it was it was cosmetically. The, that wagon was in really, really good condition. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had um, I had enough red block junk sitting in the basement to where I could have made it work. Uh, 
And so I brought it back, and I didn't even, I don't think I pulled the motor. I didn't pull the motor. Um, and it sat in my driveway for about a week, and that's when I was first starting to get into bikes. And then at the same motorcycles. time. Motorcycles. Yeah, motorcycles. I wish we could say bikes. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Bikes. Yeah, you're, you're, the, you're the in-shape, you know, bicycle guy, and I'm the, I'm the fat motorcycle rider over here. Um, but yeah, I was just starting to get into motorcycles at that point, and I had, there was a guy in town that texted me out of the blue who actually, he, he was going to paint everything on my BMW K100 and wound up fucking it up big time. Huh. Um, so I was kind of pissed at him. And he texts me and goes, hey, you know anybody? He'd actually gotten arrested um, and needed to pay his dad back for bail. Um, yeah, I, I kind of oh. stopped associating yeah. with that because it was a drug trial. Like, not a, it wasn't like a paraphernalia. Like, the dude was fucking dealing, right? Whoa. Yeah, it was fucked up. Um, so I didn't really want to talk to him. But he said, hey, you know, I need money quick. Do you know anybody that wants a project bike? And I went, yeah, I don't really want anything, but what is it? I'll, I'll ask around. Um, and he said, it's a 1972 Kawasaki H2 750, which is, for people that are not into bikes, that's kind of Me. like... Me, I don't know anything about Yeah, it. yeah, that's that's like um, that's like somebody calling you up and go, hey, I've got this uh, E30 M3. I knew you were going to use that. Yeah, I knew yeah, you were going to use analogy, E30 right? M3. Because it was, it was this watershed bike that's like super fucking valuable now. And I said, wow, and, yeah, my ears kind of perked up. Um, and I said, well, how much you want for it? And he goes, well, you know, I owe my dad 500 bucks, so 500 bucks. You're like, I'm on my way. And that's exactly what I told him. Um, and I had a guy in Winston-Salem who had mentioned, hey, if you ever go sell that blue wagon um, that I traded the Corolla for, um, he said, if you ever go to sell it, let me know. And I told him, I said, look, this bike has come up. I'm sort of short on cash. If you want to pay me 600 bucks, you know, we'll call it even. He, pay- he PayPal me 600 bucks, transferred it to the bank, went and got the five out. Um, and then went and picked up this bike from this dude. And I sort of, I was real sketched out about going because, I mean, the dude was always sort of sketchy, but I was like, okay, I was, I was going over the worst case scenario in my head, right? Like he's, he's dangled this carrot in front of me. I know he's hard up for cash. I know he's been into drugs, like not weed, like fucking meth and shit, Uh hard shit. He knows I'm coming. He knows I've got cash. Right, 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 right. Um, well, luckily... His dad owns a, a used car dealer in town, and he told me to meet him there. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so okay, I, cool. his dad was there. I handed his dad the cash, you know, and signed the paperwork with his dad. So he never, like, I didn't hand a junkie 500 bucks. Yeah. To <laughs> um, and yeah, he, he brought it around, and it was it was not running or anything, but it was, it was all there. Um, and I got that and took it apart and vapor blasted everything and had everything to kind of put it back together. Um and then, then our heat pump died at the house. Oh. Yeah. And that was uh, the estimates I was getting was like five and six grand to replace that. And it was wintertime. Holy so shit. So I got to have something. Um, and so I said, the only thing I could do, other than take out another loan, which I didn't want to do, the only thing I could do was sell this H2. Um, keep in mind, completely blown apart, had a title, completely disassembled, 100% disassembled. Transmission, everything split. Wow. Um, posted it on, I think it was like Japanese Vintage Motorcycle Classifieds. And I said, you know, if I'm going to sell such a cool bike, I'm going to get some good money out of it. I posted it for $7,500. It was sold 30 minutes later. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, To some dude in Ohio who then sent down, he arranged shipping and everything and had the pieces brought up to him. Yeah. Wow. Seventy five hundred bucks for a completely blown apart bike. So you had you had five hundred in it. I had five hundred in it. Plus, I mean, time. it was sort of this, yeah, this kind of 
trail of, of trades and everything to get to that point. Um, but yeah, that allowed me to fix the shit that was wrong with the house and then have some money left over um, and wind up getting the K100 out of that and blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, that's that's sort of how that started. Um, and sort of, the, the H2 is a, it's a really cool bike and I've been lucky enough to ride one. Um, but it's not, it didn't really suit my style of riding because it, it's a very powerful two-stroke bike, right? Um, and it's not, it doesn't have good fuel range. You can't, I mean, you could tour on it sort of but it's not really made for that and if i get on a bike like i'm getting i'm getting on the bike at nine o'clock in the morning and i've got a full day and i'm not coming back until eight or nine o'clock at night right oh, okay and that bike wasn't really suited for okay. that gotcha yeah um so it wasn't something i was super interested in having anyway but you know check mark owned an h2 yeah <laughs> um, but yeah that's i forget how we got how we got there from from here um but, uh, so you've got, uh, you sold the S6, you got the E30 M3, you got the Insight. I have an E30 M3, that'd be oh, cool. Oh, <laughs> E36 M3, sorry, E36 M3. Um, is, uh, is the Audi sticking around, or is there something, is the Rallycross sticking the rally, around? Yeah, or is I'm there something you kind of, you've got, like, as another Halo car you're thinking no, about? No, man, that's, like, I honestly envision me having the rally car for, I mean, the rest of my life as far as i could really? tell like i yeah there, there's there's I mean, some stuff that clicks like that in there yeah it clicks yeah. and like i mean so i mean i could dream for a, a cooler rally car you know like some like group b car right or right. you know or some like more rare audi but like this is attainable for me yeah. and it's still cool and i'm in love with it no you it's, know? it's so, not cool it's fucking cool <laughs> that's what that is yeah. so yeah i the, no there's nothing else uh that i want to replace that thing with um cool. i just want to keep maintaining it and so we were talking about uh, the the alternator belt coming off and, and how the battery lasted us. So the battery mm-hmm. lasted us like you know one full stage um, and getting all the way back to service and then driving back to the hotel. Anyway, it was startup fine. Like it was never weak. Yeah. So what's cool is who, like who be, made the battery in that? So, you should you yeah, should, so you should plug so, them. <laughs> yeah, so I'm getting to that. So um, <laughs> so I before the rally, I um, this is like a year ago. I was like, man, the battery's gone out and I need to replace it. When I bought this car, I was like, when this car was built, I've heard people say that they had, you know, close to hundred grand into it when they wow, built this. Is, uh, granted, this was in two thousand, you know, and they bought yeah. all new parts, and it was built, you know, to win rallies, and which mm-hmm. it did. Um, and so I was like, okay, I have this car. I'm not gonna shortcut anything as yeah. far as like parts. We should finish up the story. Yeah, we just had a had a bit of a scare that had the batteries <laughs> die on the recorder and thought we might have lost everything. Um, so yeah, I think it I think it left off. You pull the Optima out. You said, okay, I got to put an Optima Optima battery back in it. Yeah, right. and so I'm glad I did. So uh, yeah, I was, I was it was real expensive, but I was like, I got I got to do it. Got to yeah. keep the good parts on the car. Put a new Optima battery back in it before the rally. Had had I put the battery tender charger on it charge it up all the way and i'm so glad that i did mm-hmm. because it, you know we got through that rally yeah, but anyway awesome. so yeah i want to keep the car forever and keep putting keep uh evolving it you know and also maintaining it as well yeah yep that's very cool yep so obviously you've had um you've had opportunities you know over the and I, i'm i'm gonna try and end every uh every episode on sort of a similar question uh-huh. so i mean you you're you're quite the renaissance man we didn't really cover that i mean you you've gone and, and raced uh 
Is it? I guess you'd be pro am, right? Pro am mountain bike racing. Is that the right term? <laughs> what, what is pro am? You're, you're fucking good. <laughs> well, not not like in the grand it's scheme. It's not the full time job. Uh, don't shortchange yourself. Dude. I'm being serious. Every like, race that I see you post results of, you're you're on the podium. Almost. But you know what? I don't post r- results for the races where I don't do well. The point. So it's like if I posted a race as to how I did on every single one, yeah, you'd be like, wow. Oh wait, Nick had a good race. Wow, what a rarity! You well, know? whatever. <laughs> like I just, I just finished um, the Pisgah Stage Race last week, which mm-hmm. was Tuesday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. So a race every single day um, in Pisgah National Forest to mm-hmm. ride Brevard, and that was awesome. Uh, super stacked competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, some really, really fast local pros and whatever. But I finished eighth overall, mm-hmm. and uh, two or three years ago i finished fourth overall so it's all relative as yeah. to who shows up but i don't what, what is pro-am i don't know I, what pro-am. i don't know i mean the pro it to me it's like uh it's sort of the halfway point between i'm just going out and dicking around on so, the weekend and like you know having sponsors and shit is this like semi-pro like will ferrell like the- <laughs> <laughs> i don't know no I, I, I feel like i feel like you're better than you're, you're giving yourself credit for i mean you've gone to like what portugal and new zealand and i mean all over the place racing yeah, uh, I went to um, uh, Peru, and my roommate actually just got back from New Zealand for racing a mountain okay. bike. But uh, yeah, I, I think like traveling is racing and traveling with a bike is like my favorite way to see the world because mm-hmm. then the places that you go race, you're not racing through a city. Right. You know, you're racing through the mountains, which is like where you get to see the true people, the true culture, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's so interesting to me. Okay. So to answer your question, no, like I'm, I'm. I'm not pro, like it's not what I do full time by any means. I don't, I don't think I have the, um, the genetic ability to be able to be pro, but mm-hmm. um, I try my damnedest. Sure, you know, sure. Put a lot of time into. But I mean, you're you're into mountain bikes. You know, you've got a, a pretty fucking cool job working at Borg Warner Turbochargers. Um, I mean, I assume you've had other hobbies and stuff over the years. What uh, what keeps you coming back to to cars and racing and, and everything? I don't know. I mean, I've had just. So I guess obsession. Um, mm-hmm. So for for like you know mountain biking, like racing and training, it's like just oh, I always want to be better, you know. Mm-hmm. And and also like I, I really like you know riding hard and working out and stuff like on mm-hmm. the bike. Um, but it's a challenge I can never really grasp. Like I'm always chasing a ghost. I feel like you know yeah. something that's not attainable, but I want to keep trying mm-hmm. and and racing and 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 I love it. And so with cars, I mean that's just, I was obsessed with the cars from like, you know, being little, right? Mm-hmm. Like I remember my mom said one of my first words was school bus, you know, like school oh, yeah. bus, you know, yeah. the car, see the car, or the school bus drive by. Um, but, and then it was, and then it was like Land Rover, I got obsessed with, and then, you mm-hmm. know, rally cars, whatever. So, um, I don't know. It keeps me going. I mean, it's, it's a passion, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're passionate about something, you can't really let that go. Sure. Right. And so, sure. That's what it is. I st- I still like if I start talking about cars or like, tech like rally stuff. I just I like I still feel like I'm a kid sometimes. I get all yeah. giddy and like I start yeah. talking a million yeah. miles a minute, a million miles an yeah. hour, and uh, that's I I I really I like that. You yeah. know, I, to to still be super excited about something is really yeah. is really cool to me. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm I guess I'm fortunate to have things that I really care about. I mean, there's guys at work. I'm sure you know people like this that. Mm-hmm you know, all they have that they love and that they're passionate about is like maybe their yard or sure. you know, like yeah. a weekend game of golf or something. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a blessing and a curse that we have things that we're obsessed with, yeah. you know, like, yeah. um, I'm really, I like that. 
Yeah, a guy stopped me at, um, I was on, I think, the Goldwing or something. Um, a guy stopped me at the gas station a few weeks ago. We were talking a little bit. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember I remember my motorcycle stage. And I went, stage? What? <laughs> like, I mean, this is, I, I can't really, I can't imagine going from being into, you know, first cars and now motorcycles, but just, yeah. you know, motors and mechanical stuff in general. I can't imagine shifting Yeah, how do you get out of that? Yeah, how do you get how do you get to go? I'm like, man, you got to quit that? That's you, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think of the money. You yeah, must be I could yeah. be retired. No, yeah. I, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I don't I don't really know how you shift gears, at least for me anyway, from, uh, you know, away from being a, a gearhead in general. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, I hear this in the same kind of realm. I hear people have been like, yeah, I remember when I was young and I used to, you know, be fit or I used to, you mm-hmm. know, play with cars and, you know, you'll grow up or you'll get a kid or you'll get married, you know, and like yeah that's 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 like an excuse to let these things go yeah, you know if yeah. you're passionate about it you're gonna you're gonna it's a staple of your life and you're gonna hold on to that yeah. right yeah it's like what you're saying about bailey like letting you go to the rally stuff it's like babe this is how it's gonna be like, yeah i'm gonna go yeah. do this stuff you and know we, i mean we we it is, it, you know it, it has changed a bit since we since we had olivia but it's still it, it's it's important to each one of us that like the other is happy and fulfilled right? yeah and for her, that happiness and fulfillment, she didn't think it would, but it's come from being a mom and, you know, baking stuff and spending time oh, with cool. Liv and going out in the woods and hiking and doing all that stuff. Uh-huh. And, you know, of course, I, I I do my damnedest to be the best dad I can, but my my happiness and fulfillment outside of family comes from cars and road trips and motorcycles and, and engines I, and buildings. And stuff. I'm sure that she sees that and yeah. she wants that for you. Like, my girlfriend's, like, yeah. the same way. Like, she's yeah. like... I know that this, that like your obsession is, is your passion and like, yeah, that's what makes you happy. So you have to keep doing that for yourself, right. you yeah. know, like, yeah. There was a time, um, actually while I think while we were living at Blackhawk, um, over in Coley, I didn't have really even a driveway to work in, you know, and all my Was that that little back. like downstairs yeah. apartment shit yeah, hole? It, it was all we could afford, you know? Yeah. Um, and I couldn't, I didn't really have anything I could work on. I was just sitting there twiddling my thumbs and honestly, hundred percent that was the most miserable our relationship has ever been because we had to be around each other all the fucking time <laughs> wait didn't you go across to that trailer park and like work on that guy's truck or something yeah i, I worked on the jeep for about a week and then he never paid me so i said fuck it <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah no that was you know you, you gotta do what makes you happy in the long run as long as yeah. it, you know as long as it's not detrimental or whatever um but uh but yeah that's that's cool yeah that's cool I think we're uh, we're a little bit over an hour here. I don't really have a, a hard time, you know. If we talk for three hours, we talk for three hours. Um, but I think that's that's a pretty good note to wrap up on. Sweet, I so, get to uh, go feed you some. So because you're at my house and because I'm supplying you dinner, of course I'm not going to feed you like fried chicken. Oh, so no, you're about no. you're about to try something you might not like. It's uh, it's <laughs> people are going to laugh. It's a uh, cauliflower crust uh vegan pizza okay, okay. <laughs> i'll try to i got some, i got some like salmon in the fridge too you can have yeah. some of that if you want so it's like <laughs> okay, normal <cool>. stuff <laughs> oh man well hey i appreciate your time it's been yeah fun. dude this it's has been fun. really cool we're we'll, gonna start uh, the start the car up soon. yeah 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 well um and uh i want to probably come back around i want to hear about uh ohio and all hell that. yeah fun. sweet well, thanks man all looking right. forward we'll get this posted in the next few days so thanks for listening to uh bench racing network podcast this has been uh, your host jared gant and nick bragg who uh Uh, Hopefully, be a repeat guest on the show. But uh, stay tuned for what's coming up next. Thanks, y'all.